Welcome back this week to another episode of the Just Asian Things podcast, the podcast where two Asian Americans talk about how we suck at being Asian. I'm Chris Trung. And I'm John Nguyen. And this week, we have a super fun topic for everyone. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Chris's intro to the stand-up comedy scene. Yeah, what's up, world? It's me. Yeah, if you guys didn't know, I mean, so Chris, I mean, I'm sure everyone who has listened for the longest time already knows Chris is a firefighter. Yeah. He's trying to become an actor. Yeah. But as an avenue to get there, he's trying to enter the stand-up scene. Ooh, the scene. That yeah. sounds like so legit. Yeah, I'm in the scene. Yeah, you know, I'm part of the scene. Yeah, so if you like that joke, you'll love the ones that uh, we're about to say coming up. So yeah, stay tuned. We're going to tell you guys everything. <laughs> Cue segue, yeah. <laughs> Cue segue. Cue the segue. So, John, Sup? you know how I always intro out all of my stand-up comedies? How do you do it? I always start with, hey, everyone, I'm a firefighter, but I'm also a reformed fuckboy. Chris, that's every fucking episode of this podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also how I do my stand-up comedy. Okay. And, then, and then I'm like, so I'm a reformed fuckboy. And I know what you guys are thinking. You know, yes, there's salvation for us, too. It's called monogamy. <laughs> what the fuck, Chris? <laughs> Wait, hey, how does that actually go in reactions? Because I'm assuming you've been doing all of this over Zoom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it hits really well. Um, I usually start off, I think, the first part, right, with the whole like firefighter thing. Like, and how how you're supposed to do stand up comedy is you're supposed to like emphasize certain lines. So during your intro part, whenever like I intro, like, and I'm a firefighter, you know, and like I wait for it, I wait to see like if people applaud or not, and I'll play out their reaction, and if they don't applaud, I'm like, oh no, it's cool, guys. I'll just like remember it and the next time I'll just let your house is burn on fire. So then um, that usually, and then like that'll get like another laugh out of them. Yeah. So like I think stand up comedy, it's like, it's all about playing off like with your audience. Yeah. So do you not just like, yeah. So is it kind of like, you know, obviously I'm clearly more robotic in my thinking here, but it's more like, okay, if you, you know, you plan your first primary joke and Mm -hmm. then if that doesn't have a reaction, you have like your backup joke that you make when no one's laughing. Yeah. Yeah. You think of that way. So um, a lot of the times too, like, um, some some people will applaud like pretty loud whenever I say that uh-huh. like the firefighter thing. Some people won't. Either way, I'll still like um have a certain lines, you know, yeah. prepared for that. The monogamy joke, right? Uh-huh. Um, that one usually slaps pretty hard, right? Okay. Especially depending on delivery. Um, okay. And for some reason, if it doesn't, because like the crowd is too small, right? Uh-huh. Or they just like aren't really keen uh-huh. on that style of humor. That's a funny word, by the way. Keen. I think that's something you used to say a lot too. I, I do say lucky. Like, yeah. I had like a British friend, mm-hmm. and then he kept saying keen. You, Keen, and I, and I think it grew on me. You look like a British Asian. I can see that. Do I? You. Why? Well, you're kind of hipster, and like you kind of give like that, that like that pompous British, you know, look. The, I I give a pompous British look, not Some, even just a regular British. No, one? no, no, just like a pompous look. Oh, okay. It's a it's a gold glasses. Yeah, it's a golden glasses. The the golden rim glasses that you're wearing you know, right now, well, like your sweats back here. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be it. Dude, I got these golden glasses too. That I did get them from my UK coworker. <laughs> So how did yeah. I know? It's almost like, you know, part of being a comedian means like you have to make observations it's about true. the world. Hey, so I'm in research and I feel like there is a lot of similarities to I think internally we've been told to at work that like, you know, research in a way is really similar to comedy. You get to find it is. the inside joke. You know what I mean? Like what ties it all together mm-hmm. that give that aha moment. Yeah. So yours is just haha moments. For me, it's a little bit less aha moments. It's more like haha, funny sex jokes. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a fuck boy. He's gonna tell us all of his stories. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm super curious though, because I never attended one of your shows live. I think you sent me some clips and I'll talk about that mm. later. But I'm just imagining like work-wise when someone like cracks a joke over like a Google Hangout or a mm. Zoom call, everyone's muted. You know what I mean? So no one, yeah. you can't hear people's laugh. You can see, just see their facial reaction. How do you know when something actually is like funny? Do they like type it in chat or how do they do it? Yeah, yeah. For all of the comedy shows that I've been a part of, right? That I'm, I performed at, part of the thing is like to leave your mic open so that way the comedians will know and like play off your reaction like know what's working what isn't working oh so you don't mute they don't mute themselves. uh no generally uh they, they encourage you to leave your mic open yeah um unless like you have background noise or something like that you know uh -huh. and it, it's super helpful because i think i've been a part of like some smaller shows mm -hmm. i think just about five people two including uh, some of my friends right uh -huh. and they either like had like their cameras off or they were all muted so i'm just like telling jokes and i'm like <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if like i'm telling it the right way i don't know like the jokes are hitting yeah because you know sometimes like comedy is only funny or it's it's amplified when there's other people laughing yeah, to it yeah that's why like laugh tracks are a thing for sitcoms mm -hmm. right um, no because they work they do work it's like a cue like oh that is funny but if everyone else is laughing it makes me want to laugh even yeah. more but i feel like it's so awkward over zoom you know oh I mean? it is yeah it, it can be if you're not funny oh shit have you had moments where you didn't get any laughs Yes. How'd you feel? It's kind of like shitty. Like when you're tossing on like a joke that you prepared, you think is objectively funny. Yeah. You tell it. Yeah. Fucking deadpan. W what was that joke? If you don't mind me asking. Um, Do you remember that joke? All of them. All of them <laughs> jokes? No, no, no. There, there's actually quite a, uh, a couple of them. So yeah, I think um, for me, sometimes like I'll tell a joke and it won't get like the, the right reaction that I want. And that makes you wonder and doubt yourself. You know, like, am I, is this joke actually funny? Or is the way that I'm telling it just like not the right way? And like, it's not funny. Mm -hmm. I think um, one time uh, I had this joke super prepped up so i start with telling everyone like i'm a firefighter let's say that like so whenever i'm at a party girls will always come up to me and ask hey chris if my cat gets stuck up in a tree mm -hmm. can i call you to come and rescue it and i'm like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. no but you can call me to save your pussy with this wood so i think whenever like i tell that joke uh -huh. right like before, I wouldn't like emphasize the right parts in like chirp, chirp, chirp crickets. Yeah. So it, like, it's, you, you is really, it like a you delivery really, you mean? It, yeah, yeah. So um, I've worked on that a couple of more times uh -huh. and I fixed like I think the delivery. You have to like basically commit. Okay. A lot of like what I found with stand-up comedy is um, there are moments if you don't commit to like the part, mm -hmm. if you don't like commit to like the character voice that you're doing, you're not going to sell it. They're not going to think it's funny. Okay. How did you correctly deliver that line then? So like when, when I'm saying like it's my line, you really got to like commit to like the fuckboy douchebag line. It's like, uh, -huh. uh, no, but I can come and save your pussy with this wood. That usually gets like a much stronger reaction. Okay. Because you're playing into the character, not yeah, just yeah, delivering yeah. the lines. As yeah, they, you, uh, you have to like you have to really believe in like your material you actually have to be the material oh, exactly wait. exactly <laughs> it's really tricky because like sometimes like you don't know if the the line that you wrote is actually like funny or not so you have to do it at like five different like open mic events uh -huh. for me i think some of my jokes have bombed like i think two out of five times but uh -huh. then uh, three times after that like they fucking sell for some reason everyone's like fucking <laughs> you don't laughing. know why everyone's fucking laughing okay. and it's like it's like i said you know like the moment you start believing your joke uh -huh. right test it out on different people like it just hits harder it makes sense why i see a lot of like uh, what do they call them like comedy houses yeah where you would see sometimes like pretty big name comedians show mm -hmm. up as guests and like i'm just testing out some material 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, please don't judge. Like, I think you were saying Dave Chappelle does that a lot, right? Yeah, yeah I've seen Chappelle, like, a few times. Yeah, like, you, you test your, like, your small stuff out, you know, you spread the little droplets. It's like, you're feeding the fish, you know? You gotta yeah. drop a little bit of fish food, a little bit everywhere. Yeah. But then at the end, boom, you get yourself a shark. Yeah, it's kind of, it is kind of like research in a way. You're, like, doing screenings, like, in the mm -hmm. research world, you do, like, movie screenings, yeah. like, TV screen, pilot episode tests, you know what I mean? Yeah. To see, like, how will people react and what needs to be changed. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, it's like sometimes I'll have like my little notepad out. I'm like, hmm, audience did not find penis jokes as funny as like butt jokes, you know? For <laughs> some reason, aud notes. audience likes jokes about me stuffing stuff up my butt. Like that usually gets a reaction. Okay. Or stuff like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what has been um, like the funniest reaction you got to someone? Like has someone like called out or said something and made commentary? You know what I mean? Like if you were in person, someone would probably like mm -hmm. yell something at you from like the crowd, right? I think the the best reactions are I think when people are like laughing and they're like, they're kind of like stifle their laughter. Like, oh no, did he really just say that? Yeah. Because dude, I will like, I will just like talk about like stories of like them back when I used to like be a little bit rowdy. Uh-huh. And yeah, people were like, Fuck, this guy was referring for real? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And how often do you have these shows? Like, how do you find them? You know there, I mean? there are open mics that you can sign up for, mm. comedy shows that you can sign up for. Okay. So I think uh, I wrote down for my 2021 goal is to like, yeah. do at least 20 shows. Um, I've gotten like, I think four or five done so far. Okay. So I, I don't want to like spread myself out too thin because you know, like I'm, I'm balancing like, so many different things right now. Yeah, you are. So do you write something new for each of the, you know, sets that you do or do you try to do the same material and no, try to different for the ways. most part right now i'm trying to like perfect like my three to five minute set mm -hmm. right making sure like every joke i tell like slaps hard mm -hmm. and uh, what's even harder too is i'm telling your story jokes mm -hmm. so you know like for a story the ending can be funny mm -hmm. but in order to tell the story you're wasting, all like, that context you're, you're wasting like 45 seconds without telling a joke so like I think it's something that I've learned more recently. You have to sprinkle out jokes left and right inside your story. Yeah, there's a lot of communities that do do a really good job at context sharing stories, mm -hmm. like Hasan Minhaj or Aziz Ansari. I feel like a lot yeah. of them like do really good storytelling type of humor. Yeah, and I think that the key behind that is yeah. you really have to sprinkle out like small descriptions, right? It's not enough just to tell the, the story. The funnier that you describe certain events and like the more like sound noises and uh, the more character voices that you do, the funnier it is. Uh -huh. But like usually how I end my set is I'll tell the story of how I fucked up saying I love you to my girlfriend. Okay. Right? Um, you fuck up all the time still. What do you mean? All the time still. She's still like, you know, Ugh. Yeah. you don't say it enough. Yeah. I'm like, my bad. I have commitment issues. I was abandoned as a child. I've never known what true love really is. Oh, shit. She um, tells you that. Yeah. I get it. Uh, but when um I started adding more details, right? Of how, like, how I tell the joke. I'm like, you know, I'm in the middle, like, fucking my girlfriend. I'm, in, like, still pounding her like a fucking jackhammer that's, like, gone, like, haywire. And all of a sudden, I think it's a super romantic moment. I'm looking her straight in the eyes, and I'm just looking at her. I'm like, babe, I love your pussy? Question mark? Mm -hmm. So I think, like, the the way that, like, you describe that and, like, the ending with, like, the question mark really has sealed it. Like, that's, like, I think one of my strongest closers mm. um, whenever I do, like, my sets. Okay. That makes sense. What, how do you deal also with, you know, just being seen through a screen right now? Like, you know what I mean? A lot of comedians walk on the stage, mm -hmm. do a lot of gestures, you know what I mean? Like, they like, some, some people get down literally on the floor or on their knees. Like, how do you 
make sure that you have that dramatic effect that you do it on the right line. right I, I still use a lot of hand gestures so since i don't necessarily need to use a microphone like i can use both hands now mm. Ooh, i'm double fisting now with both Ooh, hands in the air do you you don't currently use both hands yeah okay it's kind of like making yourself known and like your stage presence at home uh-huh. does that make sense your stage presence at home yeah sometimes like i'll stand up if i want to like really convey like good energy i'm like yeah uh-huh. you're fuck shit up yeah have you seen other comedians? Like, do you ever attend other comedian type of shows? I, I haven't seen any other, like, big names from right now. Um, I think the last time we saw someone was um back when everything was still open, right? I, I really take notes on of um other comedians, like, joke structure style, like, mm-hmm. how they choose to like, tell a certain joke. Whether or not, like, they'll tell that joke and have a shorter wait before, like, they give their, their punchline mm-hmm. and faster before they move on to their next joke. So like it's it's really like to, in order to be funny, you have to be unfunny and like basically picture everything out and then it's like detailed form. Oh, that's pretty interesting. If you look on a lot of YouTube videos, mm-hmm. like people who te- teach comedy, it ruins the comedy. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just in it's like, like a very like analytical mindset. Yeah. It's very formulaic in a way. So um, it'll be like an hour long super boring lecture about comedy, uh-huh. which is ironic, you know. You yeah. would picture like, hey, this should be funny as fuck. But like the best way in order to like teach it in its form itself, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. The science of comedy, in a yeah, way. the science of comedy, the uh, boring science of comedy, the other side. Yeah, it is super interesting. Whenever I like think about comedy, like it's hard to describe humor. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can use funny for anything, mm-hmm. right? Or witty or sarcastic. So like when you describe comedy to someone, it is really boring. It's kind of like you want to show someone your favorite show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you force someone to watch it. And you're like, isn't that great? And you try to, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're trying to make them like enjoy what you enjoy. But like no one has the same tastes. Isn't Korean drama right? great? Don't you love like Park Min Ho? Come on, doesn't <laughs> his bangs make him look good? Ugh, look at that perm. Why aren't you watching James with me? Ugh, exactly, exactly, right? You try to relate and you like, even if you understand, you don't feel it, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like comedy is very much the same way. Like it's just as much as understanding the humor and contextualizing it but also feeling that it's funny. But when you try to translate that and tell someone else, it's hard. Yeah. And it's it's weird too. Like I've noticed so far, there's at least two different styles of comedians. There's like the ones who are like clever funny. They'll tell a joke, you uh-huh. know, and they actually tell like a clever punchline. And then those, they're just those who are like funny, like how they tell the story, how like, you know, uh-huh. they describe it. They're like, yeah, I'm fucking this girl. I'm like, bam, wham, bam. And then like people are laughing, right? Uh-huh. He hasn't told any, any jokes. <laughs> he's making he fucking has, sounds. He's just making like automatic <laughs> sounds, you know, he's just like describing like the way he's talking is funny yeah you know and i'm like that's respectable it's, yeah what, what what is your niche of humor here like I, what do you want to be i i want to like actually tell clever jokes uh-huh. but i also want to make sure like the way that i deliver it yeah comes itself as funny if i want to like tell the joke too so you want to be a goofy funny or uh more like a storytelling funny Actually, the, the way that I market and brand myself right uh-huh. now is like very like cool fuckboy funny. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, I'm so cool. Look at all of this pussy I used to slay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's your brand right now. What inspired the brand then? I say that, but like the first line is like, I'm a reformed fuckboy. Okay. Yeah. So like that's that's basically what I'm branding. Like I used to slay all this pussy. Now look at me. Locked up in a relationship, eating brunch at 11 a.m. in the morning, paying oh my God. for waffles. Yeah, aren't I tough and cool? So it's it's a little bit of both. I get to like play both sides now. Yeah, and that plug to the previous episode, mm-hmm, if you're mm-hmm. listening, wink, wink. And it's it's so different now. So I'll, I'll tell a lot of jokes about like the past, uh-huh. about um, how I went to this party with one girl who invited me to go. 
Uh-huh. I snuck away, I think, for five minutes. Another girl thought I was cute, so we started making out. And then I still went home with the first girl. Uh-huh. And then on the other hand, I also tell jokes. So, you know, my girlfriend says that, like, I don't feed her enough food. And I'm like, it's like taking care of a Tamagotchi. So I'll, I'll tell, like, <laughs> both sides of, like, the joke. Yeah. So I have, like, two different um, styles that I okay. can play off of, of, which is nice, which is nice. Yeah, there's some variety in there. Mm-hmm. Do you ever ask for feedback after the fact? Or has anyone ever come up to you and, like, told you, like, oh, hey, I thought this was really funny, dude. Or, hey, I just thought this was really shitty, but I just wanted you to know so you can never see that ever again. Yeah, so um, I don't think anyone has ever said, like, I'm shitty yet. Yeah. But I've, I've gotten, like, a lot of good feedback, especially laughter. Um, that's, like, that's the best indicator that you're funny, you know? Yeah. And thank God, like, I, I at least get some laughs. And for me, like, I always have a hard time, like, laughing whenever I'm watching, like, um, any sort of, like, comedy YouTube. Um, video on your own like you yeah. know it's like in your yeah. mind like, like in my mind i'm like hey the house actually like really mm-hmm. clever but like i'm not like physically like laughing mm-hmm. but, but there are like, some though yeah that do get the reaction to you and that's how you know like, oh shit that's like super funny that's real good i think the only time i ever truly like laughed super hard where my stomach hurt from like a youtube video is watching whose line is anyways oh you know those guys are good yeah they're just so fucking funny dude so hilarious like that improv is gold i um, mean i'm still trying to get to that level like i'm about to start taking on uh, my improv classes uh, next week oh shit yeah so like it's part of like to help me with acting um it's, yeah like, help me be like a funnier person overall because i mean it's like the same story that you hear amongst like all these comedians they were like funny in like their small group of friends so they decided to like hey you know all of my friends tell me i'm funny i should try to be funny for other people on stage uh-huh. and you'll find that like it's, it's totally night and day difference like being funny as a small group of people like playing off like what people are saying yeah making like one funny comment like yeah. people are like haha Chris is funny. Uh-huh. He made jokes about boners or he made like me laugh or whatever. And then like actually like I'm writing out material and performing that material in like a staged format is like completely fucking different. Yeah, it shows that the setting and context matters. So I think in a group of friends too, like they understand you, they mm-hmm. get you. They have all this context and history with you. Mm-hmm. So when you tell a joke, they don't you don't have to like set anything up either right uh and whereas you're telling the same jokes to i mean maybe it's like a set of strangers who like have personalities from you different interests it's harder yeah it's like for example if i wanted to make a joke about you always fucking being late because i think we said you're gonna be here at 7 15 i never what said time? 7 15 what time did you get here and said never 7:45. said 7 15 i said i'll try our audience would understand and get that if I did the yeah, same type yeah. of joke, right, for some random audience in Tennessee, yeah. totally would not understand And that's it. something we had yeah. to work on, too. Like, even, you know, when we first started this podcast, we recorded the first episode multiple times. Mm-hmm. And even, like, the first, I don't know, five-plus episodes, we, it was rough in the beginning because we were... Finding our groove. Trying our groove, and we're trying niche. to say certain things we wanted to say. But, like, you know, as a listener, you probably wouldn't get it if yeah. you weren't one of our friends or you weren't consistently listening to every episode. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard. But now we did it. We're perfect. Yeah. We are perfect. We perfected our podcast. You know, you know how you can show that we're perfect by giving us five star reviews right now. (laughs) Help, help us maintain this perfect (laughs) Frieza form. It's like Dragon Ball Z where Frieza in its final form. But then you have to explain the joke, Chris. You don't need to explain every single joke, John. You just did. Okay. There's a reason why I'm the one who's out there performing and you're not. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just kidding. All right, so we just talked about your stand-up scene, yeah, your intro to the comedy world. Um, but let's talk about the what is it? you were in a short film recently, right? Oh yeah, let's I was talk part about of a little little YouTube uh, video. Yeah, you just sent it to me. I think about like a month ago now. I think it's been a month, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I didn't realize it's on YouTube. I thought you sent me like a private file. What was your experience like filming your first own short film? Dude, honestly, I was a little bit overwhelmed because um, like I, I went from like just memorizing like two to three lines, right, mm-hmm. for a small gig to now like I'm the main lead of that video, mm-hmm. um, that movie. And it was uh, 30 pages of script. Yeah. So, Did you memorize it all up front? Basically, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, and then um, it wasn't like, just like thirty pages of like my my scripts, you know. But, yeah. Um, just thirty pages long altogether. It was like very dialogue heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I managed to do it. You know, it was like yeah. pretty intense. Oh, makes you more appreciative of people who's starring in like right, you know, yeah, full on no, feature films. There, there's a lot to go behind it. Yeah. Um, but if I'm also being honest, I think I didn't actually start memorizing until two nights before I filmed. Oh shit! Just because um, it showed. I, just yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, just because like I am like really good at memorizing things, um, uh-huh. you know. So I'm it's one of my many many skill sets. Yeah, you mean you are a serial binger, I would mm. say. So I'm not surprised that you did it all night before. This this big brain, there ain't nothing it can't take. Yeah. Boom. Honestly, impressed. I mean, I mean, for our listeners, I've told Chris to like check out this book, check out this fan fiction or something. It's like hundreds of thousands of words long. I sent you one that was like essentially three Harry Potter books worth of text, of fan fiction, and yeah. you finished it in what two days? Mm-hmm. Um, That's my dedication to the arts, yo. Yeah, yeah, I was impressed. So I believe you, but dude, uh, I watched the the video. I was watching it with my girlfriend, and the entire time we were just like, "Why does this feel like like a bad intro to a porno?" <laughs> <laughs> Or Not like oral acting, yeah, or like uh, one of those like sexual harassment videos. <laughs> talking about. Uh, no ding on you though. Like I feel like a lot of it had to do with the um, the camera work, honestly, yeah, and the actual like dialogue. Like whoever wrote wrote I, the the script, I was really bummed out with like the way the production was. Yeah, um, I felt that our performance. I think overall, like it, it was it was pretty decent. Um, yeah, but like the the production itself, like. The camera like kept bouncing up and down, like uh-huh. we were constantly like out of frame. Yeah. Um. So 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 much that it would take you out in the environment, and the lighting wasn't adjusted for all of the scenes. So one moment it would be like super bright, the next moment it's like all dark and shady and everything. Yeah. And like that that really bumps me out. Like it really takes you out of um the entire film. So you, overall, in the end, like you weren't very happy with the, the outcome. No. Of this? Um. I thought like you know I took it I took it as what it was. You know, it was like my first um film, um, uh-huh. first learning experience. Now I know like I can actually memorize that much amount of lines. You know, especially if I had more time to prepare. Do you feel like uh, what would you have done differently though if you were to do it again? I don't know if I would have played my character any different. I think he was just like this kind of like chill, like fun going um, college uh, college student. Uh-huh. And I think like I kind of played him like as a natural other part of who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I gave that that like that impression, but I didn't like play him like super like jockey. I didn't play him like super nerdy or anything. Uh-huh. I kind of almost played him like um an extension of myself. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So you embodied the character in a way and you played it in like your way versus mm-hmm. the way it's written. I guess yeah. that makes sense. Why like certain like, actors are so important. Yeah. 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 yeah uh oh shit dude okay well that's good because i mean i was watching it and i was like hmm i mean i don't want to like say this is like shitty you know but i was like i don't know the production I mean, it's like if you don't like it you know you yeah don't like i was it. like the production but honestly the production no like I'll, I'll say it i'll say it too like the production like it's pretty shitty yeah yeah and how do you feel about because i feel like i mean your first feature or no first uh mini record mini what's it called a mini feature yeah mini movie it's it's basically like um uh, sh- a short film a short film that's right <laughs> what the fuck what the fuck am i working and words, here i am working 
Here I am working in entertainment. I don't even know what it's called. A short film. Okay. Um, do you feel like you would uh, do it again? Um, you know what? I am slated for a sequel with um, that director. You do a fucking sequel to that? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping... <laughs> no fucking way, Chris. I'm hoping that we can redeem ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, on, on the plus side, like, most of the cast, like, okay. um, we, we're actually good friends to stay now. Ooh, it's um, good. I'm on good terms, like, um, my co-star lead, the, the chick. Okay. And my the guy best friend in the movie. Um, yeah. They're also on good terms too. So I'm gonna be using them for like other future projects that like I'm gonna film myself. Okay. You know, I think like something I learned from this is like, hey, you know what? Build. It's not that hard to like make your own like stuff. Just and I was thinking that to myself. While I was like, with like minimal equipment, I could do something better. And it's it's so good that I had a chance like to network everyone. Um, especially like um uh my my check friend because um in the in the movie right mm -hmm. like. We we have a kissing scene. Uh, spoiler alerts. Uh, okay. Uh, and like we're we're like have we had to do like multiple times, right? Um, yeah. To get it right. And I mean, after every single like kiss, we we're like basically like high fiving each other. Like, yeah, good job. That was a good kid. one. Yeah, buddy. And then um, we're we're just like friends now. So uh -huh. it's it's so weird how you can like just do go from like you know in the zone in the scene. Yeah. To, like outside of the Break scene, out like, of it. it's 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 nothing. You know, like it doesn't it's, really mean anything. Yeah, it's world separated. Like this is your job, and mm -hmm. you're doing it yeah. for the role. Yeah, I'm I'm not kissing you because I like you. Okay, girl. Uh -huh. All right. No, it's it's part of my job. Now give me my money. Uh huh. So what was the the good job for then, huh? Good job for the scene or good job for the kiss? Mm. It's a uh, good job for allowing you know you to kiss me. That's that's what that's for. To, okay, to you allowing her to kiss you. Yeah, I'm like, hey, good job. You did okay. Did she listen to this podcast? <laughs> let's, <send> that, <laughs> let's clip that out and add that <laughs> to, to Instagram. <laughs> it's kind of tough. Right? I always imagined when you're in a position, a role or a career, or whatever mm -hmm. that requires you to put yourself on display like that or put yourself in what would be uncomfortable situations for your significant other i always ask like you know my girlfriends or people i date at the time like how would you feel if i did this you know or i, I had to do this or i had to move or i had to do whatever you know what i mean mm -hmm. how did that talk go with your girlfriend did yeah. you even have one yeah um how it went was like hey because i remember like what because I wanted to be like be an actor for a while now yeah so before like i even got this role like it was like way back then i was like talking to her hell like hey babe like, how would you feel, like, in the, in the future, like, I have to, like, kiss someone, you know, on screen for a big role, you know, or uh -huh. I have to do, like, such and such. And she's like, I mean, yeah, it's okay, as long as you tell me about it first, you know? Uh-huh. Also, like, don't suck at kissing, you know, that that, yeah, that yeah. part, too. That's important. Well, I mean, I'm obviously a good kisser, John. Uh -oh. feel, feel free to find out yourself. Oh. But only, we... only if we do, if only we make it a movie, because that's the only way it's allowed. I was going to say, or, you know, give us five-star reviews, help us reach a thousand listens per episode. And and then you'll kiss me? And then you can decide as the listener what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, we, we did have a discussion about that. You know, she was cool. And then I think it was about a month later, I got that small role uh, for the for the film. Oh, it's was recent, like, not yeah. after. And then I was like, hey, look, this like this moment came sooner than like we both thought. I'm going like, <laughs> to like, kiss this girl, you know. Uh -huh. Just wanted to let you know about it. Doesn't mean anything. Uh -huh. She's not even that hot or anything like that, okay? <laughs> Does she listen to this episode? <laughs> oh, shit. It's okay. My girlfriend comes first. Yeah, of course. Of um, course. Yeah, and it's this is like it's a part of like what you need to do. Um, I think the director was saying too. Um, he was thinking about it. He was like, "Hey, Chris, how would you feel about like a shirtless like video like scene? You know, mm -hmm. like a shirtless scene." I was like, eh, I'm about it. You know, mm -hmm. I gotta show off this bod. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make a statement. Asians can be hot too. I'm, I'm not like taking off my shirt because like I'm conceited. 
it's it's for like the general good that I'm taking off my shirt. Okay. To prove the point that Asian. This is uh, I'm doing a, a public service here. Yeah, right? yeah. Me taking off my shirt and flexing is a public service. Write okay. that down. Volunteer hours check. <laughs> but yeah, that's something that I think might will continue on in the future too. So. Who knows um, how risque my future roles would be. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully it's not anything like Game of Thrones style. But even then I was gonna say that, that. I was like, yeah, I was going to ask. Like, even then with that, that's all like fake, you know, behind the scenes. They actually like, they wear padding and stuff underneath. Yeah. Um, so only like, it looks like it's real. Yeah. But even then, would that warrant a separate conversation? A new one if you had to do something like that? You know what? That is TBD. And that's also way <laughs> off in the future too. I say you that. You say that again in another month? Watch, watch the next time. It's... Game of Thrones has been renewed for season nine, starring Chris Strong, yeah. who would be the Asian Bachelor. What if you had to do like um, a reality show, kind of like Big Brother of the Circle, where you can kind of be whoever you want to be? You know, mm -hmm. no one knows who you are on that shit, mm -hmm. and you have to pretend like you're single to to flirt with the other contestants. I think I I kind of want to put like an, a Steve Urkel sort of vibe if I was on one of those. A Steve like, Urkel shows. vibe. What, yeah, that, what like, do you mean? Like you know, like an Urkel, like hey. <laughs> You know, like maybe wear like nerdy glasses and like mm. wear like a really um, uh, tuck in my shirt all the time with like a t-shirt tucked in. Mm -hmm. and, like be really like nerdy, goofy looking. Yeah. And then completely throw everyone off. Aww. I think that'd be really fun. Hey girl, you want to come back to my science lab? <laughs> you you get freaking voted off immediately, dude. Voted off immediately. Okay, maybe I'll get just the fuck out of there. Maybe i just buy like a gold chain and like be like, sup girl? It's your boy. I'm here. I can see Pop you up playing that more than the other one. Yeah. Okay. That's super interesting. Yeah. I, uh, those things are an interesting conversation to have. And it's always fun to talk about scenarios and hypotheticals, right? But like those situations oftentimes never happen, mm -hmm. right? But for you, it actually happened for this one, you know, situation. Right, so yeah. like, oh, how did that conversation go? Because it's different. You can say one thing because it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But when it does happen, how do you actually it's, feel? It's like when people have um their uh their celebrity fuck card, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, like, like the one, I, I'm, the I'm one, not gonna, yeah. like, I would never cheat on you. But if like, it's like, hey, babe, I would never cheat on you. But if Chris, Chris Hemsworth, you know, says like, hey, you want to come over to my place? I'm there, uh -huh. you know? And the husband's like, yeah, it's okay, you know, it's fine. Because yeah, it's never going to happen. And then you attend some freaking fan celebrity event, and then he's like, hey, you want to come to my place? Yeah, my, you know, like, your your girl could be like, boom, gone in an instant. Yeah. It's how, definitely like How do you feel about that? Do you, would you be comfortable if the roles were reversed, if your girlfriend had a, a fuck card like that and met the person? I mean, you're in acting. What if you and her end up meeting this person or if she had to do something similar kiss someone else for her job hmm. i'm kind of conflicted right now john yeah i'm kind of conflicted about whether or not i want to tell you the truth or if i just want to pretend and say like oh yeah i would totally be comfortable with that yeah because <laughs> i'm the same way dude like i'm like okay because i hate double standards right things shouldn't be double standards so like, oh mm -hmm. if i don't like you doing this then should you expect the same of me right right but it's not often you know even you can say like oh yeah that's that's fine but then when you're in the moment, you're like, you know, I'm glad you're okay with me being friends with my exes, but you can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. So I feel like... Let's uh, let's say like, yes, I am supportive if my girlfriend wants to be a movie star and they want to kiss other guys. Uh-huh. But I know that's not going to happen, so I went either way. <laughs> exactly. So just the hypothetical, like put yourself in that position though. Like if that were to be real, how would you honestly feel about it? I'd destroy Hollywood. <laughs> I, I would burn up Hollywood in a second. You're like, fuck What's being that? an actor. No more entertainment. No more movies for everyone. Uh -huh. Movies are canceled now forever.
Ba -ba -ba. And that's a wrap for this week's episode of the Just Asian Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about Chris's intro to the comedy world and yeah. his acting career. Yeah. I'm super newbie, so it's nice kind of like giving you guys a story about like as I'm making my way and progressing. Who knows? Maybe one day I could be hanging out with Simi Lou. Yeah. She can be uh, your girlfriend's... Uh Fuck card, celebrity fuck card. Oh fuck no, he's gotta, he's gotta go down then. See <laughs> me, I'll be the new Shang Chi. What's okay. going on? But yeah, thanks everyone. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening in. If you guys want to like check out more stuff, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Just Asian Podcast. Uh, we've been kind of bad at posting lately, but we'll promise we'll get better. Yeah. Uh, and you can also support us by giving us a five star review on Apple Podcast. It's gonna be great, you guys. I'm gonna go ahead and crap the whip on John a little bit more. Because he's been slacking off ever since he got a girlfriend. <laughs> John's in love, you guys. You guys can't blame him. Yeah, honestly, hey, our personal or our IG page may be slacking, but I'm starting to post more on my personal ones, so follow me there instead. Yeah. <laughs> just just check us out, okay, guys? We promise it'll be super worth it when we're super successful and we can shout out our OG listeners. And that's a wrap for this week. Yeah.